welcome back to That One Podcast, the show that got lost for a few weeks because we were doing the Bird Box Challenge, and we honestly couldn't find where our mics were. But uh, we're back inside, and uh, I, I think we're okay. How are you doing over there, Mark? I'm doing just peachy. All right. You, you, nobody looked directly into its eyes, right? Like, everybody's cool over there, right? Yeah, everybody's good. We uh, we had a bit of a holiday lull there, and by lull, we mean yeah. we were totally radio silent. But we're back now <laughs> to uh, to entertain, to uh, enjoy ourselves, and let you enjoy yourselves out there, our listening uh, public. Yes. Uh, and to be fair, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, uh, my lady and I went to New, uh, to Vancouver for New Year's. Uh, I had a work trip last week. Uh, you lucky bastard, you didn't have to go. Nope. Um, and then I think like there was one week where you were sick. And yeah, I mean, you know, th- stuff happens, you know. Um, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter. We're here. We're and we're ready to go, and we're ready to to give you guys the news. So we're gonna do just that. Uh, first thing first, as always, we're gonna go over the particulars of our show. So first thing first, Instagram and Twitter at that one pod. Email us pod that at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to go and see what we're working with, you go to shows dot dot io slash uh, that one podcast. Also. Thank you for the people who have joined the Discord. There's actually people who listen to my ravenous rant and actually join the Discord channel, and I thank you. I know I haven't been posting anything in there, but that's because it was a wasteland of sadness. So, (laughs) going forward, I am going to start posting things in there. So, uh, be looking forward to that. And of course, Mark, what do you got working on over there? Well, I got my uh, Twitch channel, which has been a little bit more active lately, trying to Mm kind of turn things around for New Year's. Uh, That's twitch.tv slash tycoonatic, T-Y-C-O-O-N-A-T-I-C. I'm also tycoonatic on YouTube, and I think I'm on Twitter, although I guess I should probably make sure and then actually do some stuff over there. (laughs) Um, And I, uh, like I said, I'm trying to get a little bit, you know, kind of back to the back to the, the, the not the grind because there wasn't really a grind but basically being a little bit more busy out there back into uh, the saddle into yeah the back rhythm. exactly back into the rhythm and uh so uh, i'm going to be looking to uh to stream uh once during the week and once on the weekends the uh gen- in general my weekday nights uh will be um planning on doing them around wednesdays or thursdays just keep an eye on the channel uh, and that will be like kind of a kind of regular games that i play you know over multiple times and um and uh, weekends, uh, maybe Saturday night, maybe Sunday night, depends on family things. But there will, uh, I'll try to make one uh, happen. And usually the weekend ones will either be first impressions or let's play uh, kind of new things that haven't been on the channel before. Cool. And uh, as always, I will post links to all that stuff on the show page uh, slash episode page. So that way you guys can view it. Uh, I realized that I think I skipped an episode or two when I didn't do that. So I'm going to correct that, but nonetheless uh, we'll get it up there for everybody. So that way they have access to it. All right. So first thing first, um, you guys have heard the sadness in my voice when I talk about the robo calls that I get. Um, And, 
to be fair, the government shut down, not to get political, although, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to get political, but uh, the government shutdown isn't helping with that at all. Actually, since the FTC is not in service, essentially what's going on is the criminals are running rampant and I've gotten more calls. I, I did not think it was possible to get more calls and yet I am getting more calls than I ever have. So that's awesome. Um, but there isn't really any recourse, right? Uh, there's not very much you can do, but now Verizon has announced that they are going to be releasing. Well, okay. They're not releasing a robocall slash spam call blocking tool. They're actually going to be offering the tool that they've already had for free, which while I want to say thanks, Verizon, I always go, I also want to go, what the fuck, Verizon? Why why were you charging for this in the first place? It was $2.99 a month. Oh, so the $2.99 was, okay, so the $2.99 was there, and now they're going to just offer it for free. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I thought they were. I thought it was something like they were had they had it in like testing or like to only certain people, and then they were going to release it to everybody. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, because you know Verizon wants to nickel and dime you no matter what. So it's just really annoying because there are companies that offer that services, ser- those services I should say for free already. Um, I think T-Mobile was one of them and maybe AT&T. I'll have to check on that. I I have T-Mobile and uh um I don't think I get nearly as many robocalls as you do. So maybe I just have it turned on. I'll check on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Whatever it is, they said they're going to be releasing it. Of course, they haven't given a date as to when they're going to do it. Uh I got a feeling when it's available, you'll know. Trust me, I'm going to be posting everywhere to the high heaven so that way we can get that shit just to stop but you know what i'm not gonna be bitter i'm not gonna be angry i'll be uh uh, waiting with bated breath hoping that someday it just all goes away (laughs) because i'm getting so many fucking calls it's kind of crazy oh man but uh but yeah so once that does come out uh we'll share it with you guys and let you know we'll probably do it i'm not gonna wait for a show to do that i'll release it early happily uh on twitter or instagram well, probably not instagram but on twitter or something i'll tweet it out but yeah in the meantime hold strong hopefully uh president agent orange puts the government back in <laughs> service and we can just get them back to work because even if i can get it down to single digit calls a day marvin will be happy yeah and for those of you out there not using verizon uh check with your carriers and see if they offer uh if, if they offer this service, and if they don't, ask them why. Because you need it. We all need it. Yes, to say the least. All right. So, moving on. Um, as is the way of our world, there has been... Is this literally the biggest biggest one, Mark? That's is what this they the said. Kind of? There has been a ridiculously large data breach that has exposed people's emails, passwords, or even a combination of the tr- of the two. 1,160,253,228 combinations of emails and passwords affecting 773 million unique email addresses in total. So yes, this is definitely the biggest. Yep. So, 
Uh, what does this mean? I know we're just, it sounds like a big number, but you're like, there's so many people with so many passwords. Yeah, there are. Um, but the problem is people use the same email address and password for everything. And once hackers get access to one list of email address and passwords, they'll just try it at everywhere they can until they can get in and you never know what they get access to. So, what does that mean? What can you do about it? Well, there's two things you can do. Um, first, there's a website um, called, what is it? Have I it's, Been Pwned? Yeah, Have I Been Pwned. That's, uh, what is it? It's uh, haveibeenpwned.com, all one word. And I'll post links in the uh, on the site, of course. But um, you can essentially go there, and the way that it works, um, and I haven't used it in a few days, but I th- correct me if I'm wrong. The way you use it, you put your you put your email address in, and what the system will do, since it already has a list of all the sites that have been exposed, it will see it will do a cross reference to see if your email address has been found anywhere on this list, and if so. It'll give you recommendations on what you should do. Now, now to explain for everybody, this isn't like a single place that was hacked like Sony or Target or whatever it has been in the past. Effectively, nope. what we're dealing with here is uh, somebody took a bunch of collections of people's credentials, uh, or uh, yeah, a bunch of collections of people's credentials from various hacks, some of which you may know about, some of which you may not, but all generally within the last past couple of years, put them all into basically one large collection and then put it out on the internet for people to take. That's what we're looking at here. So some of these things you may be protected from, my my recommendation, and I'm sure Marvin would back me up on this, is go to that site, look at all the sites that you may, that you may have been uh, pwned on, and just to be safe, unless you absolutely remember you know, changing your password on those sites within the last, you know, month, a couple weeks, just change it, change it again, and always, always, always use uh, a password manager mm-hmm. or something or something to that effect. You can use the one that's built into your browser. You can use the third-party one, but use something that will let you keep separate passwords for every site and will let you create and keep secure ones. Yeah, uh, that website. Um... It looks like they're partnered with 1Password, uh, which is a password manager that I've used, and it's not bad. Uh, personally, I use LastPass, and when you're using something like that, in all honesty, it really is best just to let those apps make a randomly generated password, one that you're not going to remember. And yes, it's a pain in the ass if you're if you're not on your computer and you need to type something in, but when something like this happens... One, it's not that big of a deal for you to change your password, right? Because it's already random, so you have no emotional ties to it. And two, the likelihood that you're exposed across multiple sites is nigh impossible. Um, And I did this a few years ago. I I went through and I made almost all the sites that I use random. There are some sites I use the same generic one, but it's like sites where I'm like, I don't really care if you have access to, I don't know, my MySpace or something, you know what I mean? Like just something like that, that literally doesn't matter to me. Well, that has I mean, no- the best practice there too, is that if you have sites that you're just trying to log into quickly and you want to change them later, or there's stuff like this, like this type of thing that you're not caring about that you can use a random password or a generic password rather. Don't, don't, I mean, my, my recommendation as an IT professional is basically, um, 
come up with a formula that you can remember that is still relatively secure. You know, yeah. a series of a series of words, and then uh, maybe um, something that will that that will let you reference the site that you're going on to. So mm-hmm. let's say you're trying to go to YouTube, right? You could say like, you know, uh, monkey white one two three yt for youtube or something like that just something that you can remember but still is going to be hard to guess yeah and by the way that's not my password but it could be marvin's i do like those white monkeys they're my favorite thing to remember so uh but yeah it's the big thing is uh, and is that you you probably should go to this site and see if it if it knows and keep in mind just because this site doesn't say it doesn't mean that you haven't been exposed somewhere else and it just hasn't been made public yet. So uh, it really is good just to change your password. You know, some people say once a year, some people do it more than that. I think once a year is plenty. Um, And if possible, use two factor authentication Um, just in the cases where someone does get your password. Well, now they're going to have to have that two factor authentication access, which it's they're not going to be able to get keep in uh, mind to have your physical devices keep in mind too that um one of the other nice things about having a password manager is because it's keeping all your passwords for all your sites it'll also let you remember which sites you have passwords on yeah yeah so going through yeah, I, maybe I, I, once a year uh or so you can basically just go down the list in fact some password managers um i know uh, there's at least one that will automatically it has some sort of some sort of method where it automatically can change your password on a number of of popular sites. So yeah, uh, I think LastPass. I don't know if LastPass does them all at once, but literally, if you click a button, it will just change your password within yeah. seconds, and you're on with your day. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe Dashlane has one where it like will look at the sites that you have. I, I can't remember if it's mm-hmm. Dashlane or One Password, but they have a, a thing where they'll look at all of your sites. And then they'll basically give you a list and say, okay, here are all the sites you have passwords on, and here are the, you know, 20 or so that we can automatically change. And then it'll just let you just press a button, and it'll go through. Just do whatever is most convenient, but is also most secure. Yeah, secure. Remember this, okay? Yes, convenience is nice, but it's not convenient when your shit gets exposed and you lose access to it. Um, I, I liken it to your house. Yeah, it's convenient not to have to pull your keys out and fumble through your purse or your pocket while you're carrying shit just to unlock it. But you're not dumb enough to just leave your door unlocked. And if you are, stop it. Please lock your shit. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like it's like you have to do what you have to do. You, you, you need to make sure you're setting yourself up for security because, trust me, the, the annoyance of having to type in a password that's longer than, you know, Necess- than quote unquote necessary in some people's eyes is a much easier prospect to deal with than trying to recover your information and get access to it and you know make sure you're not being exposed because just here's the thing to think about it's a cascading effect so yeah they might have pat the password to that one site you use to log in like imdb right but what if you use the same password for your email address well now they got access to your email address which means they can get access to your banking information which means they can get access to your money and now you're sitting there canceling credit cards and debit cards and all this shit all because you just wanted to keep your password simple so do yourself a favor actually go through and 
protect yourself. It's simple to do. And you know what? I'm going to go out and say this. If you are having trouble to do, do, to do this on your own or you're not sure where to start, hit me up in Discord personally and I will do my best to help you out. I may not do it for you because that's not my job, but I will do my best to help you take care of yourself so that way you can feel secure. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. And if, you, I'm, and Mark, if I'm around, Mark's, I can do the same thing, so... Yeah, but but Mark Mark is busy doing other IT stuff, so he <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get people at our company to do this. So you know he has other fish to fry, but still, like I I got to get people Mark at our company to actually communicate with IT when they have computer problems in the first place. So mm-hmm. um, the, the, that's fi- a, that's a different kind of battle. fixing their passwords <laughs> is uh, beyond my scope right now. It's well, uh, we won't even get into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, now on the stuff that we actually like talking about. Um, so, NVIDIA, GPU ma- manufacturer, probably, you know, I, I would say they're the most popular one out there easily, right? I mean, it's not really an argue if NVIDIA is even close, right? Like, it's... The thing is, they, for so long, they kind of, they held the crown because they just... Uh, mostly just because they had the best drivers they had the least problems i guess of uh of the two major uh manufacturers of video of uh, mm-hmm. of uh uh for, you know high end uh gpus so yeah i mean they're definitely the most popular um that's not to say they're the best i don't actually know because uh you know it, when you use one product you generally don't you know know about the other and that's the case here i haven't used a radeon product in quite a while yeah same here but uh, but nonetheless, um, th- they're the big boy on the block currently, as it stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, without getting overly technical and making people fall asleep listening to the- to us here, uh, there's a technology that NVIDIA uses called G-Sync. And just to – without, again, not getting too technical, their technology is set up in a way that it makes the gaming experience a bit smoother. Uh, it, 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 it synchronizes, uh, screen refreshes with the computer and the monitor itself. So that way, uh, there's a seamless action going on on your screen. Um, I've seen the before and after having the GC on, and it really is incredible, especially for something you already are going to have anyway, for it to do that as well. It's just, a, it's, it's a real nicety. Uh, now. The problem is, if you wanted to get G-Sync before, it was going to cost you. Because they're the big boy in the block, they wanted to charge everybody like they were the big boy in the block. So if you wanted to get a monitor that, that supported it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you would easily pay at least you know 150 to 200 maybe even more for the premium of having G-Sync. In general, in my experience, it was about 200, uh, 200 over it. Yeah. Uh, now, with that said, AMD, who's their you know next competitor in line um, for the GPU market, they had their own technology called FreeSync. Now, from a technical standpoint, they're very similar. G-Sync did uh, have a few um, advancements over FreeSync, but the upside of FreeSync was that it was using open source technology. Because of that, that meant that 
manufacturers could just simply throw it in and not have to pay a licensing fee like they would for a G-Sync monitor. So you could have that technology for, say, you know, you know, I think a hundred bucks, maybe seventy-five bucks. I, I, in many cases, it wasn't even any more money than the monitor would normally mm-hmm. cost if it didn't have either technology in it. Yeah. Um, there were there have been times when I have picked up what is basically just a generic, you know, twenty-seven-inch monitor, uh, you know, ten eighty p for the office and you know for business use, and it has FreeSync. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, this was you know it it got AMD a foot in the door in a lot of instances because yeah the cards may not be as powerful yeah they may not be as efficient but at the same time if you just wanted to improve your gaming experience it was the way to go well that's changing uh now Nvidia has announced that they are opening the floodgates and they're going to make their cards compatible with FreeSync monitors and there isn't anything they have to do other than do a driver update. And in fact, if you have done a drive the the latest driver update, you're good to go. Uh, yeah. You can now use your G-Sync device with a FreeSync monitor and reap the benefits. Yep, you have to upgrade your or you have to update to the latest driver, and you may have to make a couple of configuration changes within the uh, Nvidia tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a new there will be a new option in there to enable G-Sync slash G G-Sync compatible monitors. Now, one of the things that G, that uh, Nvidia is doing here is they're saying they're giving like a list of quote unquote compatible monitors. It's like six or 10. I don't even remember what it was, but it's a relatively small list of free sync monitors that they call that they say are compatible. A lot of the tech sites that I'm going to though are uh, saying that you should be able to actually get this to work with any free sync monitor. I don't have yeah. one, so I can't test that, but same, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, just the, the idea of getting... And to, to back up a little bit, I mean, for those who aren't familiar with, with what we're really talking about, just think of it this way. Um, a, you know, a computer or, or a GPU has to communicate with a monitor and they have to sync up how many like frames per second that they can display. And if the monitor only supports a certain amount, then what you'll get is you'll get tearing of the gra- of the graphics, like where it where it kind of it, it it kind of displays slowly, or you'll get like juddering or something like that. And what this is supposed mm-hmm. to do is it's supposed to basically really sync up the speed of of how your computer can deliver graphics to your monitor and keep that. Uh, keep it smooth no matter what the what they call the refresh rate is because it can it can vary depending upon you know what kind of uh, of graphics are being sent to your monitor and what your monitor can handle and this is a fantastic thing specifically for gamers where um, now you really can you know if you have an Nvidia card you don't necessarily have to spend uh, you know uh, you know five hundred dollars for something that you could get. Uh, for you know 250 on the FreeSync side. Now you can still spend that $500 because you'll get you know a nice stand and some RGB. But hmm, is that worth it to you? Yeah. Well, and and to be fair, it isn't as though G-Sync is going away. So what essentially Nvidia has done now is they've sort of made a tiered system for how the the various sync products will be categorized in their eyes so um and if i and i'm and i'm going to forget some of these so you know uh you can, if you really are 
want to geek out over it, you can look it up yourself. But basically the way the tier is they have uh, non-validated um, free sync. So these are monitors where, okay, they have free sync, but it because of some driver confusion, it may not you you may not get the best experience. So I think I saw some instances where um, you had everything from stuttering when the sync was turned on to uh, uh, flickering where the picture would cut in and out to flat out just a black screen. Um, so it starts at that non-validated where they're going, look, it could work, but we didn't test it, so we can't guarantee it. But like you said, for the most part, that's not that hasn't seemed to be um, the case. In fact, I'm going to post an article where there are people who are going through and testing these in uh, in the wild. And so if you want to see what your experience would be like, uh, apparently there are people who are doing that for NVIDIA. So that's Yeah, awesome. I was just I was just going to say, I mean, I'm looking forward to looking at the videos that compare all these options because I can't test it myself. One thing I did remember, though, is that in order to use G-Sync on a FreeSync monitor, you will need to connect via a... DisplayPort cable. Now, most people use yeah. HDMI. HDMI is the, you know, kind of de facto standard, primarily because that's what a, that's what uh, audio video um, systems and companies kind of adopted. Uh, DisplayPort is a technology that you mostly only see on computers. Most modern GPUs will have it, but it is a different type of cable, so you have to make sure yeah. your monitor has that input. Yeah, uh, and there have been some instances where. Um, where people have reported getting it to work with HDMI 2.0. Um, but I, if you want an authentic, no hands barred instance of this, DisplayPort will get the job done for you. Yeah, I don't know why it really requires it from the tech, uh, from a technology point of view. Um, but one of the things that makes it a little bit more difficult is with HDMI 2.0, you not only have to make sure that your device has the 2.0 compatible ports, you also have to make sure you have a 2.0 compatible cable. And that yeah. can be a little bit difficult. Your Amazon Basics cable may or may not be uh, HDMI 2.0. Generally, you're going to have to shell out a you know, 10 bucks extra and get one of those fancy braided ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even so, then um, it won't say HDMI 2.0 on it. Yeah. You, there are specific things you have to look for, which I actually, I've done that recently. Um, so I'm going to post some information on how to do that. If you're interested, just let me know and I can send that to you guys. But, um, so yeah, so there's a non-validated list. There's the validated list. So this is validated. Yes, it will work with FreeSync, which is the open source technology. Um, now the thing is, the FreeSync, because it is a, you know, I would say a lower level of performance, the refresh rate that uh, that Mark was referencing before, there's a span, uh, a window where this technology works. And the, the span of that window uh, is, is a little bit smaller than it is on the next tier, which is G-Sync. Uh, compatible. So these are the traditional monitors where it would have G-Sync already built in, but then they actually have tiers of G-Sync. So they're letting you know, uh, like, and, and again, I don't remember what, it, what they are exactly. Cause I saw they had like a display where they showed it, but you know, there's like G-Sync compatible. Then there's G-Sync pro, I think, or, uh, or G-Sync Ultimate, I think is what that last tier, which is, it's the largest range and the largest span 
in which the adaptive sync will work. So, um, yeah, regardless, uh, they're not trying to get rid of their technology. Instead, they're doing something that's actually pretty smart. They're you, they're allowing the other technology to work, but they're showing that their technology is almost a premium. And so if there are people who want to have that service, well, guess what? You can still get our card and use it, but if you want to have that best of the best experience, yeah, you got to get the one that is G-Sync compatible or G-Sync ultimate because, yeah, it'll do it on the free sync, but not as well as it would do with our stuff. What this is like, uh, the, the way the way that I kind of think about it is like this. You know, um, G-Sync's your Mercedes, right? And you're in, with your standard little monitor, you're driving around in a Civic. What NVIDIA is doing here is it's letting you upgrade to an Acura. You're not getting mm-hmm. your Mercedes, but you're getting something better. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Exactly. Well, it's much better than driving around. Much better than nothing. Accord <laughs> or a bicycle. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's it's really it's it's your base level has been upgraded, uh, which is real nice. Yeah, which you know, as a consumer, I can't help but love. Um, and even though we're not going to have time to go into it, uh, Nvidia has already partnered with um, various companies to come out with what they're called BFG or uh, big fucking giant. <laughs> yeah, it's BFGD uh, or something. Yeah. It's yeah, BFGD. Big expletive um, display, something, something. Mm-hmm. But I think on one of the episodes, I went on to one of my infamous rants where I was talking about how PC monitors have technology that TVs don't. And vice versa, and they should. Somebody needs to make a best of the best product, right? Where everything is in. That's what these are going to be. Um, again, don't have time to go over it, but you know, if may, we might, you know, talk on this uh, at a later date. But you know, now that that sort of thing is coming out, where we should. I'm actually looking forward to seeing TVs coming with more features that uh, cater to gamers without having to be gimmicky and actually could benefit the audience. Because in all honesty, it doesn't have to be exclusive to just fucking, you know, gaming. It th- This technology could be used for movies or something like that, you know? And, yeah, you know, I mean, the, I think the it, TVs it, do have to stay within the price range that people are willing to pay for. Of course. For, uh, for these things. The, the issue with monitors, too, is that monitors in comparison are much more expensive than televisions. Uh, if you take into account what they can do, what they're and you know what they can do, and you know the the size of the display and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. like how it connects to things and what it's kind yeah. of designed for. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh, I think it's exciting because we need to see technology. So everybody go. So this is the thing I always tell people. People, I go, oh, have you heard about this new thing coming out? They're like, I don't even care. It's so expensive, it doesn't matter. And the thing I have to remind people is, you want new things to come out i want there's an 8k tv that got announced that they're going to be selling like in the next year and a half and people are like why are you even making it there's no content and i go you're absolutely right but i want that 8k tv to come out and people are like what are you gonna buy it nope i am not gonna buy it but you know what that's gonna do the the mere existence of an 8k tv is gonna make the 4k tv so fucking cheap yep it'll be like it'll be It'll lower the price. It's just like what <laughs> happened when 4K TVs came out. That's when you saw 
I remember the first time I saw an HD TV on sale for like 200 bucks. I went, holy shit, what's happening? And was it a good HD TV? Of course not. But the fact that it was $200 when literally years before that I had spent like $1,700 on an HD TV was insane to me. I was like, this is crazy. How can it be so cheap? Because new technology comes out. I want the new technology. Why? So I can get that previous generation for cheap so uh yeah you all better be praying to the tv guys that they come out with a 900k tv so that way you can get some cheap technology to make the upgrade your life so that's all <laughs> i got to say about that all right so we're moving away from tech to movies uh the oscar nominees have come out and boy oh boy if one of the show favorites wasn't nominated for Best Picture in Black Panther, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have believed it. I, it's something that I said to myself. It's something I said to people, but I didn't think they would actually do it. And sure enough, I look at the listing, and there you go. Black Panther nomination, Best Picture. Yep. First superhero movie nominated for Best Picture. Uh, I, not, not ironically, it's the best superhero movie, in my opinion, at least of the modern... Uh, no, just straight mm-hmm. up. It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Just straight it up. It really is. And for those of you who go, oh, but the Dark Knight was nominated. That that's he's not a fucking superhero. So no, he didn't get to be nominated for best picture and be a superhero movie. He's a he's a he's a caricature of a vigilante. Uh, and guess what? That's be like saying Dirty Harry is a fucking superhero because he did the same goddamn thing. Stop it. Now, uh, I will say this. Um, well, keep keep in mind too that Dark Knight wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Oh no, you're right. It was nominated for Best Picture. It was not. It was, the, it this was, this is the first superhero movie nominated for Best Picture. The Dark Knight was yeah. was nominated for a bunch of technical uh, awards and Best Supporting Actor, which it won yeah. for Heath Ledger. Um, he was but amazing. yeah, yeah, he was real good. Yeah, too bad he died. Yeah, uh, too soon. Uh, posthumous, uh, posthumous Oscar there. Yep, but um. You know, I was talking with Pedro and Rashad, and uh, one of the things they brought up was another nominee for Best Film in its specific category, though, was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And frankly speaking, they were saying, you know what? They wouldn't have been surprised if that movie had been nominated for Best Picture of the Year because it was really, really good. Uh, I know you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, just just because I don't get it, you know, I have a I have a toddler. I don't get a chance to see <laughs> to get nope, out nope. to get out to the movies too too often. But you know, the other thing to think about is that Spider Man just came out. It may not have. I mean, it 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 may have just like barely made the cut just for this award, not or just yeah. for this nomination, much less anything mm-hmm. else. And there were some good animated features uh, over the past year, but it just feels to me like they were all kind of, you know, good but not great. And then mm-hmm. Spider-Man came out and I have heard nothing but rave, just just people just raving about it. And even people yeah. who don't, you know, who don't like or really particularly, you know, care about Spider-Man are very, have come away very impressed with this film. And I, and I will, and I'll go as far as to say this. I was watching something. I don't remember what it was, but I heard a woman go, I'm tired of Spider-Man. I just don't care. Here's the thing to keep in mind. This is a completely different approach. This is not a Peter Parker focused Spider-Man. This is about a different Spider-Man. 
Um, Miles Morales. I'm not going to get into it because I can talk about it all day because he's he I'm not going to say probably he is my favorite Spider-Man. And because of this, uh, I need people to understand this is not a Peter Parker movie. Peter Parker's in it, not in the way you're expecting it. But at the same time, it's not he's not the primary focus. And because of that, it was a very refreshing movie. Uh, The art style of it is just gorgeous to look at. You are doing yourself a disservice if you do not see this movie simply because you're Spider-Man out. Uh, This is just a good movie. Um, They could have named this superhero anything and it still would have been an enjoyable movie. So I highly recommend you see it if you get an opportunity, if you get it outside of the home, maybe. Mark, I'm going to be buying this movie. So (laughs) um, if you got to watch it at home, so be it. I'll I'll let you borrow it because I'm going to be buying this movie. Oh, Um, I'll I'll most likely pick it up on uh, digital uh, purchase as soon as it comes out. just Just from word of mouth alone. Yeah, yeah. And that's perfectly fair. But this movie is that good. Uh, we debated for a while over which we thought was better between Black Panther and this particular movie. And the fact that you even get to debate it lets you and and they're in earnest lets you know how good this animated movie is. So I think it's gonna win easily. But the you know I mean these are Oscars. I don't you know shit weird shit happens. So you never know. Um, well, I will say this before we before we move on that uh, you know. Whether you like Spider-Man or don't, whether you care really, you know, care one way or the other, if you if you're the kind of person that says, "I'm so tired of Spider-Man," there's too much Spider-Man. Maybe, but until they stop making all the zombie movies and zombie video games and zombie apocalypse, this and that, <laughs> you can shut up. Look, you know how long <laughs> we had to deal with only vampire movies. There oh were my only god! Van- I feel for years. I feel like for a uh, hundred years we had nothing but vampires. They have vampires that that sparkled. They have vampires that turned into mush. They have vampires that were smart. They have vampires that were dumb. We had TV shows about vampires that were good. We had TV shows that were about vampires that were bad. And I'm just watching the whole time. I'm going, I don't give a fuck about vampires. Yep. The only good thing that came out of the vampire craze was John Carpenter's vampires. I will say that. But we had to put up with a lot of shit to get there. That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. Look, every generation, every not even every generation, every half a generation, every quarter generation, we got, we got, you know, just a, an overload of something because it's popular. Yeah. I mean, how many Batman movies have there been? You know. Yeah. So yeah. hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Batman fan, but, you know, yeah, me I. You know, I, I don't I don't sit there and say I'm so tired of hearing about Batman. Anyway, I just I agree. I just want to let you know, stop talking about zombies, stop talking about Batman, love the Spidey. That's all I'm gonna say. I will say this too. This movie is a movie that doesn't take care that doesn't take itself too seriously. And in fact, it makes fun of the fact that there have been so many movies uh, about Spider Man. So just go see it. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. And if it can make fun of it while still putting on a good show, it's probably worth it. All right. Next. We're going to switch it up again. Going to leave the movie-verse and go to the TV-verse. Because one of my favorite shows out there... It might be my favorite show. Although, um, to be fair, The Good Place is really fucking good. But I won't get into this right now. Uh... One of my favorite shows has come back, and that is Star Trek Discovery. Um, 
you and I had a discussion about Star Trek Discovery, and I remember we were talking about it, and you are like, I might have to actually pay to see this show. Yeah, yeah, uh, now that it's back on. Yeah, we had that discussion a little while back about the uh, little micro-episodes, the microsodes, mm-hmm. or whatever they were, and yeah. how we and thought they were it was, all. Yeah, we, how it was a good idea to kind of take care of people during a hiatus. It's a lot of, a lot of shows, you know, as, as I think I brought up in that discussion, there's a lot of shows out there that... Um, you know, they, they, there's a lot of effort, a lot more effort and a lot more expense and a lot more time to create, um, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to other shows. So they do take time to make and they do create hiatuses. Yeah. And I will say this. Um, the mini selves are so good. The, the, I want to say third mini, the third mini cell they put out, Calypso. Oh my god. It is beautifully done. Um it's it's you know it, it is the definition of a one shot, you know. It it has nothing to do with anything that's going on in the show. It just so happens to take place in the universe and like I even like my girl hasn't seen the show at all, but I I like you need to see this episode. And so I made her watch it. And I think it's only 15 minutes long. It's not a full episode, right? Like, it's, it's literally a mini soap. Mm-hmm. So she wa- she watched it, and she just was like, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I was like, I know, right? <laughs> like, so, you know, it's, you know, this show is really well done. And when I, see, when I see a show that's really well done, I need people to know it exists. So I just wanted to talk about it to, to get it back in people's brains. If you were watching it already... Guess what? It's back. Watch it again. You're, I saw the first episode. It was good. Didn't see the second episode because it came out today. And as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go watch it. But uh, actually, no. What's today? Today's? Nope. Uh, it comes out re- tomorrow. Yeah, we we're, are recording, we're recording this on the 23rd. On so Yes. Uh, the yeah. 24th is episode two. I'm watching it. Um, also, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is good. Damn, that's another good <laughs> But regardless, um, watch this show. You are you will be doing yourself a disservice. if you Forget even if you like Star Trek. If you're into sci-fi at all, this show will, will make you happy in all the right kind of ways. So uh, just wanted to share that bit of info there. All right. Now, we're coming back to reality. We, we we just took you literally to Wakanda, then we took you to space. Well, guess what? Now I'm taking you to a goddamn Target parking lot near you. Um. <laughs> maybe, maybe or maybe not near you. It depends on... Uh, yeah, it depends on, on where you are. It depends on where you are. It depends on how much your uh, the, the folks in your uh, in your uh, vicinity uh, have an issue with uh, with clean with clean with, fuel vehicles. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Long, a long time ago, uh, way back in late 2018, <laughs> um, stories started coming out of people who own Teslas not being able to use their charging stations. Um, so generally speaking, uh, Tesla charging stations are set up uh, in various areas where you know a, a Tesla owner can just go up use their card and you know just pay to charge it like a gas or any any electric vehicle really i think yeah yeah i I mean yeah they had and generally they have like special pumps for teslas but then any electric vehicle could charge them uh, at that location as well well 
what a bunch of assholes who drive uh, pickup trucks have been doing. And when I say this, I'm not thinking like, oh, this is like the guy who works and, you know, he uses his truck for work. Now I'm talking about the dude who puts big honking wheels on it that elevates it because he goes mudding. You know, those guys. These, these, these are those guys that did that thing like a year or two ago where they basically set up their trucks to like burn as, you know, burn uh, stuff out of their exhaust as filthy as possible so that they could like yeah. get in front of yeah. Nissan Leafs and, and, uh, and Toyota <laughs> Priuses and like just basically show their opinion of, you know, clean burning vehicles by polluting yeah. the air, I guess. I don't really understand this yeah, these, train of uh, thought. Think, think, think guys who jack off to Silverado commercials. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be who the audience we're talking about. So what these guys have been doing is they purposely been blocking their trucks in front of the Tesla charging stations so that the Teslas, uh, the, so that the electric cars can't be charged. And so, like, there was really nothing they could do. Like, they were stuck. Well, Tesla owners kind of were fed up with it. And in a sort of ironic feat, uh, they decided to use their electric vehicles to get these trucks out of the way. So what people have been doing, especially the ones who own, you know, the, either the Model 3 or the Model X, the the the, the larger vehicles. Yeah, the, the been, S or the X, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what they've been doing is literally tying a toe on the front of these trucks and just fucking yanking them out of the way. And I'm going to post a pit. I'm going to post a link to an article that covers it. There's something hilarious about seeing a fucking electric car, just literally yanking the shit out of a fucking Silverado and getting it out of the well, way. Well, the thing it's is so- that the thing too, is that people consider electric cars to be, you know, to, to somehow be these like, you know, really weak cars that don't have any, you know, power behind them and don't have any speed and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And I think that comes from the, uh, you know, the old days of like the EV1 where they had like, they had like really <laughs> short ranges. I mean, the ranges still aren't great, but that's, that's not a, th- that's not a result of the power of the engine. It's just a result of like how much the, that strong engine, how much energy that strong engine sucks up out of the batteries. So mm-hmm. Teslas, especially the S and the X, these larger model Teslas are really strong vehicles i mean they're surprisingly strong um these these things could if they you know if they had if they you were able to put a tow hitch on it i bet you these things could tow like horse trailers yeah well this one uh this in this article where they reference the video i'm i'm in particular i'm mentioning they said it says chevy silverado that weighs 5104 pounds and it looks like if you've ever like moved a dresser drawer because something fell behind it and it's not it's not difficult it's not easy but at the same time it's not like you're you know lifting a piece of paper that's what this looks like it looks like it's literally just like get the fuck out of here Silverado. i got shit to do in places <laughs> to be. so uh i will happily post pictures of that look i'm not uh i'm i'm not one of those people that think say oh nobody should drive a pickup truck look drive whatever the fuck you want to drive just don't be a dick. Like, that's the problem with this day and age. Everybody just wants to be a dick. And frankly speaking, I come from Cleveland, the land of just stay the fuck out of my way. So uh, just stay out of fuck out of everybody's way. And I hope that, you know, in the process, you know, 
that axle and that Silverado accidentally got damaged. Because guess what? You shouldn't have been there in the first fucking place. And you know what? Maybe you won't have you won't be able to afford to go mudding next week. But guess what? Don't be an asshole. And maybe you won't have to worry about it. Yeah, these cars I mean, these cars do need to charge up uh more than a regular car needs to gas. So if you sit mm-hmm. there if you sit there and you block the charger, I mean you may as well be you may as well be putting a boot on a random stranger's car for no reason. No, yeah. just just no reason whatsoever. I mean, this is worse than any of the a-hole things that I see people do in parking lots all the time, except for the ones that park over four handicap spaces. Those guys can eat, uh, you know, eat a eat a wiener. What? <laughs> uh, I'll say it for you. They can eat a dick. There yeah. you go. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a dad. I have to watch my language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watch mine. Leave my mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh. And then we got one one last thing to talk about here. And again, we're back in the real world. So the holidays have come and gone. Um, everybody knows one of the things that you get that can either be the best thing in the world or just a burden is uh, gift cards. Um, there are often times where people end up getting gift cards and they have no idea what to do with them because either A, you go to that location but you don't necessarily go every week or often enough to remember or b you do like i do you get it and you fucking forget you got a goddamn gift card you end up paying with cash or credit card anyway because you're an idiot um but regardless maybe you just leave it in your wallet and then you like dig in there one day you're like oh there's a target gift card in here or a a, uh, amazon gift card does it have any value i don't know and then it may have been used up, but you have no idea, so you just leave it in your wallet. It takes up all that space. and yep. I mean, none of this has ever happened to me, of course. <clears throat> oh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> so uh, basically, we would just want to talk about two different things to sort of help you guys with that. So the first thing, very simple. If you do have a gift card and you used it, you loved it, you, you, you were able to get exactly what you wanted and you couldn't have been uh, any more pleased than you were with the purchase. But maybe you had just the right amount of stuff on there that now you have this odd amount of money on your gift card. Well, there are some states, luckily for us, California is one of them, that will allow you to redeem your gift card for actual cashies. Uh, now you have in California, you have to have uh, the value on the car has to be $10 or less, but if it is, you just simply go to that location, say, Hey, can you tell me how much money is on my gift card? They tell you, okay, can I get that cash? And yeah, they'll give you the money. Uh, not every state does this and the dollar amounts are different across the board, but, uh, we're going to post a link there that will actually give you an idea of how you are, where you, uh, where you live. Um, for all my friends in Ohio, um, Republicans rub, run that state and they don't want you to be happy. So sorry about that. Uh, but we had another one, didn't we, Mark? What was the other one about gift cards? Well, the other one was that there appears to be a uh, a way to actually sell gift cards that you don't uh, that you don't necessarily want. Or more along the lines of, well, yeah, basically you sell them, so and then you can buy gift cards that you might want. So basically, Ooh. you're effectively doing a trade-in. Uh, there are web, there's uh, at least one website that will do this for you. Now, they will not give you the full value of that gift card. There is, uh, there's a, first of all, there's a fee for the website, so something like 10 or 15 percent. I don't remember exactly. And then the actual value that they will give to you. 
is uh, is based on the kind of the demand for that particular type of gift card that this that store or whatever it is. But hmm. you're effectively selling it for for you know cash or more or less that you can then use to buy a gift card that you want. So let's say you have a you know fifty dollar uh, uh, you know uh, Victoria's Secret gift card and you're like that sounds like something I would have. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, and you're like, you know, you're a 46 year old man like me, and I'm just like, uh, well, um, I guess I could give this to my wife, but um, I'd really rather have that uh, Amazon gift card. This is fifty dollars traded in, and maybe uh, maybe I can get forty back for it. Uh, this is just a, just you know just a number I'm pulling out of out of my behind. Um, yeah. But I can use that for I can then get a forty dollar uh, you know Amazon gift card, and I can get you know, a drone or something. Yeah. Which I can't get at Victoria's Secret uh, that I'm aware of. Maybe a panty drone, hey, but that just sounds weird. You don't know what they do to these angels now and day, man. Like they're, <laughs> look, they're getting upgrades that we aren't even ready for. So yeah, a panty drone sounds super creepy. I'm sorry I said that. I apologize. <laughs> I'm just imagining a panty drone. It sounds like something from fucking Revenge of the Nerds or something. Well, it's, like, it's like a drone. It's like a regular drone. Maybe it's pink. And it just flies around, and it has a camera on it, but it can't see anything other than panties. So uh, there's there's some there's some incel somewhere just like I need. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! No. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, the, the big the thing I is, I did, and I'm not taking it back. So the big thing is, uh, you know, it's just it. While it may not be optimal for you to do, uh, it's still an option if you get that gift card to that one store that you're never going to go to, you don't care about, and you really weren't going to use it anyway. So rather than letting the money on the gift card expire, which by the way, if you have a gift card, there are expiration dates for that. You need to check that gift card because it will dictate what you are able to do. Uh, Again, that depends on the state that you're in. So some states don't allow expiration dates on gift cards, but you'll want to check. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. But, but, but nonetheless, uh, you know, it never hurts to have a, a slightly better idea of what options you have, you know? So mm-hmm. there you go. All right. Um, so that's it. Yeah. That looks like a, that looks like a good nearly hour's worth of content for you guys to soak up. And I hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed providing you some brain food. Ooh, eat it up. Yep, that will AMSR on you. There you go. So, uh, just to wrap everything up, as always, Instagram, Twitter, at that one pod. Email us pod at gmail.com. Uh, go to see the show page at shows.pippa.io slash that one podcast. You already know that the Discord's going on. I will be posting more stuff. I'm a man of my word. I will do this. Trust me. And then, Mark, let them know what you got. I got uh, I got stuff that I'm streaming occasionally on twitch.tv slash tycoonatic. Uh, I'm also throwing those videos and maybe occasionally some other videos. Who knows? Up on YouTube. Just look for tycoonatic there. And um, I'm sure I've got a Twitter or something out there as well. The only thing I don't do is Facebook. Sorry, Facebook folks. But I'm not a fan. So uh, there you go. That's it. It happened. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell everybody. The show actually has a YouTube page. Uh, no video, but if you ever want to have it where, say, you want to play the podcast, but you are using something that doesn't have a podcast app, uh, yeah, you can go to the website. But, I mean, we got a YouTube page, too, so it'll 
play the episode you're hearing now on YouTube. Um, so yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to have, but yeah. you don't. There you go. So uh, oh, Ty- Tycoonatic also has a Discord channel, but there's no activity in it. So I think everybody needs to go to the That One Podcast Discord channel. Join it. Join it. Be one of us. So thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, again. Have a good one, and as always, be nice to one another. All right, have a good night, and we'll see you next time.